This is Auditory Anthology. I'm your curator, Keith Conrad. We release new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you hear, I hope you'll take the time to rate and review our show on your podcast player of choice. And be sure to recommend the podcast to a friend. That'll help us continue to share these stories every week. If you have a story you'd like to contribute to the series, you can visit submissions.soundconceptmedia.com or just follow the link in the show notes. Did you know that in 2024, a person making the average salary in the United States can't get qualified for the average priced home? It's bad out there. So much so that many are giving up on the idea of owning a home altogether. In this week's story, Time Arbitrage, a couple is just about ready to give up themselves when they learn about a company offering an unexpected solution to the problem. Justin drummed his fingers on the steering wheel as they cruised down the highway. Bethany slouched beside him in the passenger seat, scrolling through her phone. The sun had just set, and the sky was a deep shade of purple as they made their way back from a friend's wedding. I can't believe how expensive houses are these days, Justin said, breaking the comfortable silence that had settled between them. Bethany glanced up from her phone. Tell me about it, she said, rolling her eyes. It's like we're never going to be able to afford a place of our own. Justin nodded, frustration etched on his face. I know, right? We're both working full-time and we're barely able to make ends meet. How are we supposed to save up for a down payment? Bethany sighed. I don't know. Maybe we should move to a smaller town where the cost of living is lower? But then again, we'd have to find jobs there and who knows if we'd be able to make as much as we're making now. They lapsed back into silence as the car zoomed along the highway. Justin thought about the bleak reality of their situation. They were both well-educated, hard-working individuals, but they couldn't seem to catch a break. It seemed like no matter how much they saved, they were always one emergency away from financial ruin. As the streetlights whizzed past, Justin glanced over at Bethany, her face illuminated by the glow of her phone. He couldn't help but feel a sense of sadness wash over him as he realized they might never be able to afford a place of their own. As they stepped into their apartment, Bethany couldn't shake the feeling of disappointment. She knew that she and Justin were lucky to have a roof over their heads, but the thought of never being able to own a place of their own was disheartening. She slumped down on the couch and stared blankly at the TV. Justin could sense her mood and sat down beside her, pulling her into a comforting embrace. It's okay, he said softly. We'll keep looking, and we'll find something eventually, but for now, let's just enjoy what we have. Bethany nodded, grateful for Justin's support. She knew he was right, but it was hard not to feel discouraged in the face of such daunting financial challenges. She put her phone down and snuggled into Justin's arms, feeling grateful for the love and security they shared, even if it wasn't in the form of a house just yet. The next morning, Bethany woke up to the sound of her alarm. She groggily got out of bed and started getting ready for work, still feeling a little down about their financial situation. As the day progressed, she sat at her desk, sipping on a cup of coffee. She opened her email and noticed an ad for a company called Time Arbitrage. The ad promised to help anyone own a home, regardless of their financial situation. 
Bethany was intrigued and clicked through to their website. The company claimed that they could help individuals buy a home by leveraging time and patience. They offered a unique program they claimed would work for anyone. Bethany was skeptical, but the more she read about the program, the more she started to feel hopeful. She emailed the company for more information and went back to work. Later that evening, as they sat down for dinner, Bethany brought up the ad she had seen earlier in the day. Have you heard of this company called Time Arbitrage? She asked Justin. No, I haven't, he replied, looking up from his plate. What's it about? Bethany explained the program to him, and Justin's initial reaction was one of skepticism. That sounds like a scam, he said, shaking his head. I don't think we should trust a company like that with our money. Bethany sighed, feeling disappointed. She had thought the program could be a solution to their financial woes, but Justin's doubts made her feel unsure. I know, but think about it. We've been talking about how we'll never be able to afford a house in this economy. This could be our chance, she said, her voice tinged with excitement. Justin shook his head. I just don't want to get our hopes up and then end up getting scammed. Let's do some more research before we make any decisions. Bethany nodded, feeling a little deflated but also understanding where Justin was coming from. They spent the rest of the evening doing their due diligence, reading reviews, and looking up the company's financial history. In the end, they both agreed that the program seemed legitimate and decided to give it a try. As Bethany filled out the application form, Justin put a hand on her shoulder, offering a small smile of encouragement. I know this means a lot to you, and I want to support you. Let's give it a shot, but let's also be cautious and make sure we're making the right decision. Bethany felt a glimmer of hope as she filled out the application form, knowing that this could be the solution they had been looking for all along. The next morning, Justin and Bethany sat down for breakfast, and Bethany was practically bouncing in her seat with excitement. "'I can't believe we're finally going to own a home!' she exclaimed, a huge smile on her face. Justin chuckled. "'Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We still have to see if we're approved for the program, and there's a lot that can happen between now and when we actually own a home. Bethany's face fell a little. She looked at him with disappointment. I know, but can't you just let me be excited for a little bit? Justin took her hand, giving it a reassuring squeeze. Of course. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to manage expectations. I don't want us to get our hopes up too high and then end up disappointed. They finished their breakfast, and as they got up from the table, Justin put his arm around Bethany's shoulders, giving her a playful nudge. Don't worry, babe. We'll get there, and when we do, it'll be worth it. Justin and Bethany got into the car and drove to the address provided by Time Arbitrage for their consultation. As they arrived at the location, they both looked around in confusion. Are you sure this is the right place? Bethany asked, looking at the tiny building in front of them. Justin checked the address on his phone and confirmed that they were indeed at the right place. It's gotta be, he said, sounding skeptical. But why isn't there a sign or anything? This doesn't seem very professional. Bethany frowned, feeling a little uneasy. She had been so excited about the possibility of owning a home that she hadn't really considered what could go wrong. Justin's skepticism was starting to rub off on her. They parked the car and approached the building. 
The door was locked and there was no one around. Justin tried calling the number provided on the website, but it went straight to voicemail. This is not looking good, he said, a note of concern in his voice. Bethany felt a knot form in her stomach. Had they been scammed? As they were about to leave, a woman appeared out of nowhere. Welcome to Time Arbitrage, she said. She led them inside the small, sparsely furnished office which looked like it hadn't been updated since the 90s. As they walked inside, they were greeted by a small, cramped waiting area. There were a few chairs, a coffee table with outdated magazines, and a reception desk that looked like it had seen better days. Justin and Bethany were growing restless as they waited in the cramped waiting room. Finally, after nearly an hour, their consultant, Scott, came to greet them. Scott was a middle-aged man with thinning hair and a friendly smile. He wore a wrinkled suit, and his tie was slightly crooked. Despite his disheveled appearance, Scott had a certain charm that put Justin and Bethany at ease. "'Sorry for the wait, folks,' Scott said as he led them back to his cluttered office. "'Things have been a bit crazy around here lately.'" As they settled into their chairs, Scott began to explain the program in more detail. He pulled out a few brochures and started to go over the steps they would need to take to qualify for a home loan. Bethany looked at Scott with a mix of hope and skepticism. So, how can you help us get a home? she asked. Scott leaned back in his chair, his smile growing wider. Well, it's simple, really. All you have to do is write us a check for $100,000 and we can guarantee you the home of your dreams. Justin's eyes widened in surprise. Oh, wait a minute, Scott. How can you possibly guarantee that? The average home price in this area is at least four times that amount. Scott chuckled. <laughs> I understand your skepticism, Justin, but let me assure you, our program is top-notch. We have a unique method of finding the best deals and getting you into the home you want. Justin remained unconvinced. That still doesn't explain how you can guarantee anything. What if we don't find a home we like? Do we get our money back? Scott's smile faltered for a moment. Well, there are some conditions, of course, but I can assure you that we have a very high success rate with our clients. Okay, Bethany said. Well, what do we have to do? You can take a look at the listings we have, Scott said. Once you find the home of your dreams and you secure financing, you'll be assigned one of our time machines, which you'll use to access your new home. Bethany's skepticism turned into confusion. I'm sorry, Scott, did you say time machines? Scott's smile grew even wider. Yes, that's right, time machines. You see, our company has discovered a way to travel back in time, and we've used that technology to purchase homes across the country in the late 1940s. We then sell those homes to our customers who are given access to one of our time machines. You can travel back in time to your home every night and come home to the present for work or anything else you need to do." Justin's skepticism turned into outright disbelief. That's insane. How is that even possible? Scott leaned forward, his eyes intense. I reached out to my friend, a mechanical engineer, who worked on the project during his lunch hour. Justin raised an eyebrow skeptically. And he just invented a time machine during his lunch hour? That seems a bit far-fetched, don't you think? Scott chuckled. I understand your doubts, but I assure you the technology is sound. 
We've tested it extensively and it's completely safe. You can trust us. We have a team of the best scientists and engineers working on this technology, and I can assure you it's completely safe. All you have to do is avoid interacting with anyone from the past when you're there and you'll be just fine." Bethany looked at Justin, her expression conflicted. I don't know what to think. It seems crazy, but what if it's real? Justin shook his head. No way. This has to be some kind of scam. There's no way anyone can travel through time. Scott shrugged. I understand your skepticism, Justin, but I can assure you this is the real deal. And if you're willing to take a chance, I can promise you the home of your dreams. Justin and Bethany looked at each other, unsure of what to do next. The idea of owning a home was tempting, but the idea of time travel seemed too crazy to be true. Scott noticed the hesitation on Justin and Bethany's faces and quickly continued, I know it sounds crazy, but the economics of the past are very different. My coworker moved to Eastern Europe to work remotely and realized that things were much cheaper there. That's when he had the idea to look into the economics of the past. It turns out that people could afford much more extravagant lifestyles if they just bought everything in the past. It's a way to leverage time to your advantage. Justin looked at Scott, his expression skeptical. Uh, that may be true, but what about the butterfly effect? I mean, wouldn't our presence in the past have unforeseen consequences? Scott waved his hand dismissively. We've thought of everything. Our time machines are equipped with state-of-the-art technology that prevents you from interfering with anything in the past. You can travel back in time, live in your dream home, and come back to the present with no consequences. Bethany looked at Justin with a hopeful expression. It could be our chance to finally own a home, Justin. What do you think? Justin paused for a moment, considering his options. I don't know, Bethany. It still seems like a risky venture. What if something goes wrong? Scott leaned forward. I understand your concerns, Justin, but we have a satisfaction guarantee. If you're not completely satisfied with your purchase, we'll refund your money. No questions asked. Justin looked at Bethany and let out a deep sigh. All right, let's give it a shot, but I'm still not completely sold on the idea. No one is until they see what $75,000 will buy in 1948, Scott said. I thought you said it was $100,000, Bethany said. Well, Scott said, the other $25,000 is for the use of our time machine, but you get to use it forever. What made you decide on the 1940s? Bethany asked. That's pretty simple, Scott said. It's a time period that would give our customers a lot of bang for their buck, but they'd still be able to charge all of their mobile devices. That's smart, Bethany said. What bank is going to give us a loan for a time machine and a house in the 1940s? Justin asked. You'd be surprised, Scott said. Most banks will give you money for anything as long as they think you'll be able to pay it back. Let's take a look at the homes we have available. Scott led Justin and Bethany to a computer in the corner of the room and pulled up a list of available homes in their area. As you can see, we have a wide variety of styles and sizes to choose from, 
he explained, pointing to the screen. Bethany's eyes widened in excitement as she scanned the listings. These homes are beautiful, and the prices are so much lower than what we've seen online. Justin leaned over to look at the screen. But what about the neighborhoods? Are they safe? And what about the schools? Scott nodded. All of the homes we sell are in safe neighborhoods. We only select properties that meet our strict criteria. Schools aren't an option, though. You aren't allowed to interact with anyone in the past. What about our neighbors? Bethany asked. Scott's tone turned serious as he emphasized the importance of not interacting with anyone in the past. I can't stress this enough, he said, his eyes meeting Justin and Bethany's. If you interact with anyone in the 1940s, it could cause a paradox that might destroy the entire universe. You must stay hidden and avoid contact with people in the past. Bethany nodded slowly. I understand, but what happens if we accidentally interact with someone? Scott leaned back in his chair. We have a, a fail-safe built into the time machines. If you interact with anyone in the past, the machine will automatically return you to the present, and you will not be able to travel back in time again. Justin raised an eyebrow. And what about the money we spent on the house? Will we get a refund? Scott shook his head. I'm afraid not. The purchase at the home is non-refundable, so it's essential that you follow our guidelines and avoid any interaction with people in the past." Justin and Bethany exchanged a nervous glance. Justin rubbed his chin thoughtfully. I don't know, Scott, this all seems too good to be true. Scott smiled reassuringly. I understand your skepticism, Justin, but I can promise you that everything we're offering is completely legitimate. We have many satisfied customers who have successfully purchased and are now living in their dream homes." Bethany looked up at Justin with a hopeful expression. Can we at least think about it, Justin? This could be our chance to finally own a home. Scott scrolled through the listings on the computer. After several minutes, he landed on a house that caught Bethany's eye. I love that one, Bethany said. It looks just like my grandmother's house. It might be your grandmother's house. Justin said. Would you like to see it? Scott asked. Can we? Bethany asked excitedly. Absolutely, Scott said. No one would expect you to make a decision like this sight unseen. Scott led Justin and Bethany to a back room, where a large metallic machine sat in the center. It was about the size of a large phone booth and had an array of buttons and dials on the front panel. Scott began to explain how the time machine worked and gave them a quick rundown of the do's and don'ts while time traveling. Remember, Scott said, don't interact with anyone. If someone talks to you, just ignore them. That seems a little rude, Bethany said. Better to hurt someone's feelings than destroy the universe, Scott said. After the brief explanation, Scott instructed Justin and Bethany to step into the machine. The interior of the machine was cramped, with barely enough space for both of them. They were instructed to hold on to a metal bar in front of them and to close their eyes tightly. As Scott flipped a few switches and pressed a button, the machine began to hum loudly, and they felt a sensation of being pulled in different directions. It felt like they were being compressed and stretched simultaneously. The sound of the machine grew louder and higher pitched, and then everything went silent. When Justin and Bethany opened their eyes, 
they found themselves standing in a completely different place. They were standing in front of a beautiful colonial-style house that looked like it was straight out of the 1940s. The house was surrounded by lush greenery and was nestled in a quiet suburban street. Justin and Bethany were amazed. The house was exactly as Scott had described it, and they both felt like they had traveled back in time. The details of the house were perfect, from the white picket fence to the porch swing. They explored the house, and everything was exactly as they had hoped it would be. Am I supposed to taste copper? Bethany asked. That's totally normal, Scott said. It'll happen every time you travel backwards in time. Traveling forward in time tastes like ketchup. That'll take some getting used to, Justin said. After the first couple of times, you won't even notice it, Scott said. The three of them walked through the house exploring each room. The kitchen was small but quaint, with a vintage stove and refrigerator. The bedrooms were cozy and decorated with period-appropriate furniture. They even had a rotary phone in the hallway, which made Bethany giggle. After spending some time admiring the house, Scott led them back to the time machine, and they were sent back to the present. Justin and Bethany were both speechless as they left the office. They knew they had some big decisions to make. As Justin and Bethany drove home from the sales office, they couldn't stop thinking about their experience. I can't believe we're actually considering this, said Bethany, her eyes shining with excitement. I know, but it's a huge risk, replied Justin, his brow furrowed with concern. But think about it, Bethany said. We'll finally have our own home. No more dealing with landlords or roommates. I get that, Justin said, but we're talking about time travel here. We have no idea what the consequences could be. Bethany sighed. I know, but it's worth the risk to me. Plus, Scott seemed so confident about it. Justin remained skeptical. I don't know. It just seems too good to be true. But what if it isn't? Bethany countered. We could have a home of our own, and it wouldn't cost us a fortune. After a long discussion, they finally reached a decision. Bethany picked up her phone and called Scott. Hi, it's Bethany. We've made a decision. We want to go ahead with the purchase. Excellent, Scott said. I knew you guys would come around. Let's schedule a time for you to sign the paperwork, and we'll get everything set up for your move. Bethany hung up the phone and turned to Justin. I can't believe we're actually doing this. We're going to own a house. Justin couldn't help but smile. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But so is the housing market. Auditory Anthology is curated and produced by me, Keith Conrad. Your narrator is Darren Marlar. Be sure to check out Darren's award-winning paranormal podcast, Weird Darkness, available at WeirdDarkness.com and your podcast app of choice. If you have a story you'd like to contribute to the series, you can visit submissions.soundconceptmedia.com or just follow the link in the show notes. This week's story was Time Arbitrage. It was an original story by me, Keith Conrad. If you have a story you'd like to contribute to the series, you can visit submissions.soundconceptmedia.com or just follow the link in the show notes. Coming up next week, if we've learned anything from pop culture, is that there are rules for time travel. 
Security Plan by Joseph Farrell introduces us to one inventor that probably should have spent a little bit more time watching time travel movies, you know, for educational purposes. 